friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Dear friend, this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Now you are listening to Fabiano Niyonguru, currently ministering here in uh, South Australia, both at Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church as well as Sinai Adventist Church Company in the northern parts of Adelaide. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you might be. You might be about, you might be at home. You might be listening from uh, uh, interstates. You might be uh, just you know relaxing. Uh, uh, you know wherever you might be, or even if you're on the road. We are so thankful that you have tuned into uh, Faith FM. You've tuned into the right program. This is the best place to be in the whole of uh, uh, the world, really. Uh, you know, being on the radio and uh, listening to something spiritual, something which can minister to your heart. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thrilled that uh, you'll be able to spend our next uh, uh, the next hour with with us as we uh, delve into scripture, as we explore some of the. Uh, biblical topics. Uh, and so I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. This week, we've been exploring the theme, you are not a robot. And today's topic is uh, a question. Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen? And does it matter anyway? That is really the question for today, my friends. And we'll be delving into that uh, shortly. And uh, But before we go any further, I'd just like to remind those who are listening to us that um, you can actually uh, uh, follow up on the uh, previous programs, uh, in these, uh, series, uh, uh, on the Faith FM website or on the Faith FM uh, app. You can actually download the app from the App Store or Google Store. Uh, just search for the Faith FM app. Hey, I think it's going to be the best app to have because wherever you might be, let's say that, hey, the, the frequency isn't working, uh, uh, you know, properly. You can just, uh, Get onto your phone so long as you've got data and you'll be able to listen to Faith FM Live. Hey, that will be exciting. And only that, you can schedule events, you can re-listen to certain programs. It's just amazing having the Faith FM app. And so, yes, please gather up. Now, let's say you're interested in sending in a question or a prayer request or even letting us know where you're listening from. Hey, the number to have is 04888. 80811. We would love to hear from you. You know, there are times where we don't get much people texting in and it feels kind of lonely. But hey, when we do get people texting in, hey, it, it really makes us happy. And uh, we are always looking forward to uh, hearing from people uh, across Australia or even if you're listening from around the world. Hey, that would be really good to, uh, to know that uh, we have uh, people uh, listening in into this radio program. So, friends, this is exciting. And uh, here in the studio, once again, I'm not alone. I'm always with a friend of mine, a special friend of mine, uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan, and I would like to welcome Pastor Hugh Heenan. How have you uh, been, uh, Pastor Hugh? Oh, I've been really well. It's great to be with you, Fabiano. Great to be with our listeners today as well. And yeah, we, we don't want to be lonely here in the studio, do we? But of <laughs> no, course, we have a lot not. of fun together and it, it just multiplies the fun when we get to share it with other people too. That's correct. That's yeah, correct. So text not in. Exactly. And so, yes, uh, Pastor Hugh um, is a minister at uh, Trinity Gardens, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And uh, he also is part of a church um, uh, community up uh, in uh, uh, Mawson Lakes, uh, Faith Adventist Center. And uh, you know, should you be in the area, 
uh, whether it be in Mosul Lakes or nearby uh, Trin- Trinity Gardens, you wouldn't want to miss, uh, uh, you know, hanging out uh, with uh, Pastor Hugh uh, on a Saturday morning uh, there. Uh, or, hey, wherever you might be across the country, actually, we have a number of Seventh-day Adventist churches. We'd love to have you. I would love to actually get to know those who are listening to us. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to seeing some of you uh, this coming weekend. Uh, but bear in mind as well that if you're in the Melrose Park area, or perhaps <laughs> if you're in uh, the Devon Park, uh, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but certainly uh, the Sinai um, uh uh, community there, uh, you'll be really well welcomed, of course, with Fabiano, uh, who also <laughs> ministers uh, out of those uh, two two uh, churches here in Adelaide. So, but of course, like you say, there's so many wonderful uh, faith communities across this country, and right. it's a blessing to be able to share that uh, on the Sabbath day. And now, of course, yes. we're going to be talking a bit about that later on in our yeah, that's right. program, aren't that's we? That's right. About it, the Sabbath. This whole business about Saturday worship, hey, yeah, we'll be getting into about? that. Mm, All okay. right. Well. Let me just share something interesting. Now, for those of you who've been following the news, uh, you probably have heard about what's happening there in the, uh, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, Israel crisis, a battle for country's identity. Mm. Well, it says here, and this is written by Tom uh, Bateman, uh, published by the BBC. Um, I wonder what BBC actually stands for. We grew up hearing BBC, but I've never searched what it really stands for. Uh, British Broadcasting Corporation. Huh? There you go. Okay, yeah. so by the BBC. It says here, while flames lapped around melting tires on Tel Aviv's main highway, doctors walk out on hospitals and Israel's main airport was shut down. Benjamin Netanyahu kept a country's waiting. Uh, some of you have followed up... Um, you know, the story there of the, uh, the unfortunate state that uh, the country finds itself, um, with the political upheaval and, uh, uh, according to the news outlets that, uh, the president, you know, um, uh, really, uh, wanted to introduce a certain, um, legislation which, uh, would undermine the power of the, uh, judiciary. And so therefore the people, uh, said, hey, Definitely not. In, in fact, he, he was not, he was not popular to begin with. Uh, uh, but, uh, I think he, he was really now pushing it too far. So, uh, this, uh, this writer continues saying that, um, uh, when he finally appeared on national TV, maximizing the impact with a live address at the top of the 20, whatever that means, 20 dot dot zero zero, Natalie News shows he began by likening his position to a story about King Solomon. All right. And uh, just as the biblical monarch uh, had to judge which of the two competing women was the real loving mother of a baby, he had made his own decision when it came to the two seat, uh, to the two sides contesting his reforms. And so, um, you know, he uh, apparently say that, uh, you know, he um, um, was... Um, Making these changes, uh, uh, um, you know, in favor of, you know, the people. Uh, he believes that this is the right thing to do. Um, and apparently, um, he was doing, you know, as much as he could, uh, to bring the crisis back from the brink, uh, uh, for now and to give the official opposition space to say, you know, uh, to have a say in all this. So now, one thing that really caught my attention. And this is the main reason for me uh, sharing this. First of all, the header of this uh, news outlet, uh, or this uh, article rather, I should say, Israel's crisis, a battle for, con- for uh, country's identity. All right, this issue of identity. Uh, secondly, uh, it was um, 
uh, something which I read down here, which says that, um, I hope I, I hope I, I hope I don't lose this. I should have highlighted this, but it says something. Ah, here it is. It says they sparked one of the greatest political and social disputes of Israel's modern era, much of which hinged on our opponent's fears that his government of the ultra religious and far right was speeding the countries towards theocratic, theocratic rule. Let me read that again. So. Uh, they, this is talking about the deep division now. Okay, so they, that is uh, Netanyahu and his uh, party, sparked one of the greatest political and social disputes of Israel's modern era, much of which hinged on opponents' fears that his government of the ultra-religious and far-right was speeding to the country, uh, the country towards uh, theo- theocratic rule. So as, as I just listened to those words, so I'm obviously in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so the, uh, uh, the, the protests there, uh, in Israel and, uh, the instability that's there, the, the, the issues anyways, that has always been there between Netanyahu and the people, uh, even broader issues between Iran and Israel. And I'm thinking, okay, so, yeah, so, so it sounds like this president, uh, is, 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 has a group of supporters or people whom, you know, he's wanting to back him up, you know, with whatever political agendas that he might have. And these are far religious groups. And so the opponents, and maybe the people we don't know, but the opponents at least, according to this uh, article, they fear that this far right religious group may be contesting or trying to uh, push for a theocratic role. A theocratic rule. What's a theocratic rule, Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a theocratic rule uh, refers back to when God was the king of Israel. Right. And, of course, that goes back uh, well into the depths of the, uh, the the earlier portions of the Old Testament. And, and it reminds us of when God led uh, the people of Israel, when they were but slaves. Yeah. Out of the hand of slavery, out of the grasp of Pharaoh there in Egypt, and led them into the promised land. Mm. Uh, what today we'd refer to as uh, that that parcel of land that some like yes. to call Palestine, others like to call Israel. Uh, <laughs> but you know, God said uh, it was at the time it was called Canaan. Yes. Uh, but but God said this is going to be the promised land, yes. uh, this side of heaven at least, uh, for for my people who yes. the world looked down upon and who were, who were slaves yes. uh, at that time. Now, of course, thanks be to God, God's people are not. Uh, relegated or confined to just one ethnic group of people but to all people of every tribe nation language and people across the face of the earth you know yes. that's why you and I get to belong to the people of God as well Amen. Um, and, and all our listeners but uh, if we so choose but the thing is that uh, that of course was referring to a time yes. where, where it was only by God only by God's grace only by God's hand that they could be led out of slavery in fact still remain to this day yes. the only nation to have ever been led out of slavery Wow, and and form into an entire nation. That's that's interesting. You know, wow. Other than yes, uh, some power coming in externally, <clears throat> it would require mm. another kingdom or another power, or some other human authority to come in and and uh, free a group of people. We see that with the yeah. the, the civil war in the United States between North and South, mm. but with the the biblical Exodus account. Yes, how is it that a slave people subjugated for three hundred years yeah. and more? Uh, were able to uh, come out of slavery uh, and 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 form into a people that endure to this very day. Mm. Uh, that only but by God. 
Right. And so that's why, that's the ultimate theocracy, because the God of freedom, yes. the God of, of love and of grace and of mercy, who led people out of slavery into freedom, yes. uh, was the only one who could truly be king. Right, And right. that remained that way until the, the first king, King Saul, and what a disaster that was, yeah. ultimately, sadly, yes, yes. Uh, uh, became a human king. And mm. so ever since that time, of course, there's never been a theocracy. Mm. Wow. Because okay. which one of us, yes. impure and imperfect as we are, are going to represent God here upon earth, yeah. uh, in his theocracy. Which one of us are going to do that? None of us. Only, yeah. only yeah. one person I can think of uh-huh. who could do that, and yet he decided that he would become our slave. Right. He would become a servant, even to death, even death upon the cross. Right. Uh, that we, again, might be set free and okay. be on our way to the promised land uh, of heaven. Yeah. And, and, of course, that person is Jesus. Amen. That's and right. And so uh, the only person who deserves to be uh-huh. the head of a theocracy Yes. Uh, is the one that we proclaim as rightly so as the head of the church, mm. and that's Jesus. Yes. Uh, and uh, so not to want to divert too far off from where you began there, but I think, okay. I think really it's important for us to note yes. that uh, uh, he's the only one who deserves to be, mm. but he's the one who chooses not to be. Yes. He humbles himself. Yes. Uh, and, of course, for that reason, he's right, rightly exalted, and he's the one who really is our savior. I don't think Benjamin Netanyahu yeah. Is our savior? No, definitely. Not. I think he's very well intentioned. <laughs> okay, I think he wants to stand up and defend his people in yes. a very hostile neighborhood there in the Middle East. Yes. No doubt about that. Yes, and, and the world needs a democratic Israel. Yes, uh, in what is a a backyard there in the Middle East that is full of despots. That's right. Autocrats, mm. maybe not theocrats, but certainly <laughs> That's autocrats. Right. That's right. Uh, and uh, uh, in a place where, that needs democracy, perhaps more than ever before. Right. Uh, and whose people, many people hunger for. <clears throat> and so Israel is a beacon of freedom and mm. a beacon of liberty, uh, a, 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 uh, a shining light yeah. uh, or, or, or a lighthouse, really, of, uh, of the democratic freedoms yes. that many people in that region just simply do not have, uh, and some of whom are fighting for. That's right. Uh, and others are fighting against. So... It's a contentious issue, this one of what's it happening is. in Israel right now. And I don't it's pretend for a moment, yes. Fabiano, <laughs> to, to have read up too deeply enough to, to know where the, where things uh, rightly fall. But I will say this. Uh-huh. There seems to be a lot of knee-jerk reactions going on. Mm. Uh, and this is typical of uh, either the media or certain yeah. sectors of society, whether it's Israel or elsewhere, yeah. that if you're on the left, you're anathema. Exactly. You're, 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 you're deadly. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the right, you're an abomination. Yes. You know, uh, never the twain shall meet. And so this yes. is what rends societies apart. That's right. So I'm really, I'm really pleased to see that uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu in Israel has yes. had the common sense uh-huh. to say, let's just put this on pause. Yes. And allow society to to calm down a little bit. Have a say. Yep, have a say. Right. Yep. Uh, think about this. Deliberate. Yep. These are reforms. They're not revolution. Yes. Uh, let's take a moment to take a big deep breath. That's right. And think carefully about this, uh, and make sure that every voice is heard. It's interesting how you say that because the uh, author goes on to say, you know, instead the major opposition groups have claimed uh, uh, this outpouring. Of, sorry, yeah, they have claimed this outpouring of mostly liberal secular Israel Israelis as the true demonstration of zionism patriotism and democracy so and then obviously he goes on to say how um uh you know th- that there's n- there's now a contentions like you were saying mm. uh, uh and if you're on this group therefore you are not uh representing you know true israel uh you either maybe uh have some affiliation with um uh what's that um and uh is it 
no, it's not Iran, is it? Um, Palestine, is it Palestine? Yeah, Palestine. As in, uh, so the author is actually saying that there is a an issue, uh, a contention uh, 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 between the groups, and some, and this is why maybe he says, you know, there's an identity crisis. Some fear that others are trying to pull away from um, the, um, uh, uh, or, or they're trying to actually, you know. Maybe make way for the Palestinians. Others feel like, hey, we need to protect our, you know, uh, 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 heritage, uh, Israel, you know, we are the people of God, you know, Zionism and so forth. So there's a mix, there's a lot of that happening. Mm. Now, what's interesting, Pastor Hugh, and the reason why I bring this up is because this whole identity crisis and, you know, people contending for this group and for that group mm. and how how it is so interesting when uh, we see things like this happening, there's always a history behind things. Yes. And sometimes people react without looking at the history behind things. And today we are talking about the history of the Sabbath. And uh, and uh, the question is really Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen? And does it really matter? And I wonder whether... Um, uh, you know, the, uh, when, if we go back to history, maybe we will be able to understand and uncover a truth so great so that way we don't have to necessarily feel like hey, it's, it's an us and, and them, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, yeah, I just find that fascinating to see that at the core of, of all these conflicts, there's actually a, uh, and this is maybe what's leading most people not to let go because they feel like they are right and, and, you know, and they need to protect a certain something. I don't know if you have any thoughts, mm. but I wouldn't like to pray after that, uh, if you have any thoughts and maybe even dig deeper into the history, uh, and see what we can, uh, uncover once again, uh, uh, when it comes to the Sabbath mm. as well. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Have a few thoughts, uh, yes. but I'll hold on to them for just for now. Wonderful. And, yeah. Happy for you to, to lead us in prayer. All right. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful. Um, and we recognize that, uh, truly we owe our existence, uh, uh, to you. And we are so thankful that you have allowed us to be here today. Father, we are thankful for truth, your word, which is a light unto our path as well. And Lord, we are so thankful that we also have history to, uh, remind us where we came from, where we're heading and, uh, to help us avoid, uh, when necessary, when we can, um, repeating certain mistakes uh, um, uh, that we might have uh, made in the past. So we are so thankful and grateful once again because of your guidance and we are thankful because of the Holy Spirit who uh, guides us into all truth. And so, Father, we pray that you may lead and guide as we study and as we delve into this subject of the history of the Sabbath. Um, and we pray that you may... Uh, um, um, uh, reveal this precious truth to us so that way we may be able to, uh, uh enjoy, uh, uh, the blessed, uh, um, uh, day of worship, which you have set aside. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, Pastor Hugh, before we delve into this, I've got, uh, a few questions that I will ask you. But before we get into it, I think it might be wise for us to, uh, just, uh, maybe play some music. Say the stage, those who are at home, maybe they can, uh, you know, relax, you know, get comfortable. And, uh, and, uh, those who are actually interested in what we'll be discussing and, and sharing, there, there will be a free offer, a free giveaway on the actual subject. And uh, if you want to take, you know, this, you know, to another level and just study this in depth, hey, we will be sharing that shortly. But the number which you need is the number 04888811. So let us come to a song to begin with. And then after the song, we'll come 
and uh, we'll ask some questions and see how it goes. So stay with us and we'll be right back uh, shortly.
left its mark on the pages of time, pushed a heathen day in place of the divine, thought to change times and laws, the laws that God's finger engraved on the tables of stone. Those who oppose it, it trembles and kills, that city that sits on seven hills, that market causes small and great to receive on forehead or hand, in thought or in deed. It cares not whether you're really deceived or just afraid and so follow its lead. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God. beautiful song i love these scripture songs and uh, not only do they uh you know sound so good to your ears but they also um are rich with uh you know information theology and wonderful wonderful songs and so we were just talking just before we went to um, to our break how you need the number zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven oh friends you would want to have uh the free giveaway which we have today because it really uh, uh, um, goes in depth in what we'll be sharing today. Today we'll only be scratching the surface, really. And so let me, uh, once again, welcome you to the Faith FM Drive Time program. You are with Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today is Pastor Hugh, uh, and a regular co-host on this radio program and a faithful student of the Bible. I agree. I believe that. And so friends, you're not a robot has been our theme, but today's question is Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen? And does it really matter anyway? So we'll be, we'll be attempting to answer that question. And I believe that there's a lot about the Sabbath and about the day of worship that has been covered already throughout the week. So you do well to go to the Faith FM website and, or even if you have the app to actually listen to the previous presenters, uh, uh who will be able to also, uh, provide you with, uh, uh, with some background to these. Um, and so let me ask Pastor Hugh a question, uh, maybe to start us off as we discuss, uh, this topic, um, uh, Sabbath to Sunday, how did it happen? Mm-hmm. Maybe let me ask the question, maybe that may help us set the stage or the context. Uh, was, what was it like for Christians living in the first century? Yeah, thanks, Fabio. And I think uh, it's really important to point out that for Christians in the first century, sometimes we have this idea in our mind that, hey, this is the the early days of the Christian church. This is right. the this is the the time in which the church was born, and, and thus the church was uh, was yeah, obviously on fire, and uh, great things were happening uh, yeah. amongst the people of God, and the mm-hmm. the gospel was spreading rapidly across the Roman Empire and to other parts and other kingdoms actually lie beyond the Roman Empire as well. Right, and it seemed like it was an un- unstoppable force. In fact, mm-hmm. it seemed like, hey, surely what Jesus was was hoping 
hoping for, uh, what the apostles were hoping for, that uh, in this generation or in the very next, that the the gospel will go to the entire world. It seemed not improbable that that could be the case. You know, wow. three thousand people were baptized in a single day on the first day <laughs> yeah, of the birth amazing. of the Christian church, right? Yeah, and, and so it continued on. Uh, and yet, in the midst of all of that, there was a lot of persecution, wow. uh, and and there was a lot of resistance, fierce resistance, right. heated argument against Christianity. Hmm. Uh, let's face it, any movement that endeavors to bring uh, uh, freedom, right. uh, greater freedoms to people, that, that includes uh, giving everyone a voice within society, that, uh-huh. that allows for, for those who previously weren't in any form of power, uh, that, that allows them to, uh, to now uh, have some significance uh, in the sight of God and, and of their fellow uh, human beings right. uh, is going to be a threat to certain power structures. That was true within uh, uh, Jewish society. It was true within Roman society. It was true yes. within Greek society. Uh, anywhere where Christianity went, it was breaking down barriers <clears throat> that, that had previously been so entrenched in terms of free and slave or master and slave, male and female, uh, Greek and Jew. And, uh, you know, uh, whether you're a Roman citizen or, or you, you were uh, not or almost a nothing, yeah. you know, uh, or or whether you were uh, someone who was uh, a barbarian, who yeah. was outside of the empire altogether, yes. everyone was much loved and cherished by mm. God. Children were picked up out of the gutter where they'd been thrown uh, and, and were adopted into into Christian homes. Wow, that's uh, nice. And given, given a life. Mm. Uh, why? Because of the all-empowering, uh, all-consuming love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow, and so um, you would think that uh, uh, that everyone would want to get on board with this, but, but those who had some kind of authority and power were threatened right. by such a movement. And so it uh, it's uh, safe to say that Christians in the first century had it pretty tough, wow, uh, but they were undeterred because yes. this was a group of people hmm. who had seen. And at least the initially, up to yeah. 500 of them, had seen the risen Lord. Wow, that's you know, When amazing. you've seen the resurrected Lord Jesus, nothing's going to stand in your way. You're going to say, mm. yes, uh, you know, all power in heaven and earth has been given <laughs> unto us to take the gospel to the whole world. And so, so they remained undeterred. Wow. Uh, and, and those that they witnessed to, many of the disciples that followed after them, uh, were much the same as well. That's amazing. Uh, yes. And so, but yeah. nonetheless, it was, it was tough to be a Christian in that first century. Uh, but in many respects, it made the church stronger. So were, did the Christians and the Jews um, go along together and uh, did the Romans just accept? Uh, how, how was, what was the interplay? Uh, and and uh, the persecution that the Christians suffered, uh, was it somehow related maybe to uh, the the, the, the the connections to, yes. to the uh, to the Jewish uh, systems uh, and uh, I think religious? you're right. I think um, you're right. I think you know okay. really it's really really clear from history in actual right. fact that there was there was animosity on the part of 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 some of Jewish society yeah. uh, towards Christians uh, because uh, of of the uh, the the fact that hey look you know we 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 are. Uh, worshiping the same God, right? Uh, we have the same Bible, the Tanakh or the old, you know, the Tanakh or the Hebrew Bible for for Jewish believers and right. and for for Christians. Uh, what then, as time went on, became mm. the Old Testament, right? Uh, and many other practices that they shared together, including, by the way, um, it was something you mentioned before, the Seventh yes. Day Sabbath. Right. Uh, so Christians and Jews alike were worshiping exclusively on the ah. Seventh Day Sabbath. Uh, right through the first century. That's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now you look from a Roman's perspective. <laughs> yeah, from a Roman perspective, um, uh, this was this was in a sense. Um, well, let me put it this way: for the Roman looking on, yeah. 
the two were almost indistinguishable mm, because yeah. you know they they worshipped on the same day. Many Christians were still worshipping in synagogues or even in the temple right up until its destruction in seventy A.D. Yeah, uh, they they had many of the same practices. Diet as well. Uh, yeah, even diet was wow. was uh, very similar. Uh, wow. if not the same, in fact, uh, through that first century and for quite some period afterwards as yes. well. Uh, and, uh, and so there were many different factors at play that caused the Romans to think, well, uh, these subjects are ours. Uh, maybe there's, there's some slight differences between them, yeah. but essentially they're the same people. They're the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, that was good for the Christian, though, uh-huh. to be seen as a Jew. Right. Um, bad in a sense because some Romans looked down their nose okay. uh, at, at Jewish people. Uh, yes, there was yes. quite a bit of anti-Semitism uh, mm. within the Roman Empire. Mm. But by the same token, yes. uh, what was good was the fact that Judaism was a recognized religion. Wow. Okay. And so if you come under the umbrella of Judaism from the perspective of a Roman, right. well, you're protected. Yes. You're an established yes. religion. You're, you're, you're a religion that, uh, that is allowed to, to exist and to prosper within the Roman Empire. Oh, and so this is what really continued on yes. right through the first century into the early parts of the second century. But then I hear that um, uh, somehow the Jewish community, uh, you know, was uh, um, uh, doing certain things that the Romans didn't like, and mm-hmm. and apparently that maybe uh, backfired at them, and um, it, it probably you know made it a bit uncomfortable for the Christians. Yeah, let's see it from the other perspective too. Okay. There are certain things that the Romans were doing that uh, made the Jews yeah. really uncomfortable right. too. You know, right. uh, in fact, you know, uh, having to pay onerous taxes and extra yeah. taxes, in fact, than, right. than right. other citizens of the Roman Empire. Okay. Uh, and so for for the Jewish people, they really felt under the thumb yeah, uh, and, and felt persecuted in a sense themselves, even though mm. that they were a, a protected religion, an established religion within the empire. Yes. Uh, and, and so this led to a lot of tension. Right. And ultimately, of course, as we know, there was the great uh, revolt, uh, the first great revolt yeah. uh, in 66 AD. Yes. A great war uh, then ensued wow. between uh, Rome and between uh, the the uh, that part of Jewish society, which was a large part of Jewish society, not initially, yes. but it gradually did become because everyone got swept up in it. Yes, uh, and uh, and led to the loss of many lives, sadly, mm. um, and ultimately to the destruction of uh, that that uh, world famous temple. Yeah. You know, some have called the eighth wonder of the world. Oh, right, uh, there in yeah. uh, 70 AD, and. Uh, and still to this day, of course, uh, many Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews certainly, uh, go to uh, the Western Wailing Wall. Yes. Um, some people say, well, how is it that that's possible? You know, yeah. wasn't the temple destroyed? Yes. Well, yes, this is actually not the wall so much as the foundation. Mm. Uh, it, okay. was, it was a huge temple. Yes, yes. Uh, and so it has the appearance of being a wall. And right. I guess in a sense it is, but it's actually the foundation. Oh, that's uh, fascinating. Which they couldn't thoroughly right. destroy. Uh, and, and so it's still to this day, yes. uh, you know, Orthodox Jews and others, will, particularly Orthodox Jews, will go and they will uh, pray at the Wailing Wall, a very significant wow. part of Jewish life. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, sad to say, uh, as a result of 70 AD, yes. <clears throat> you know, many Jews were, were either killed mm. or were sold as slaves. Right. Uh, and it seemed like all their hopes and dreams as a nation and their hopes for a Messiah wow. were, were gone. Now, from a Christian perspective, many of the Christians at that point in time were still Jews. Yes, a large percentage, mm. and and so what they wanted for their people was to say, "Well, hey, Messiah has come. Mashiach yes. is here. Yes. You know, uh, Jesus is the Messiah." Right. Uh, this wasn't well received, mm. uh, and and eventually there was a second revolt against Rome. Right, uh, right. In around 130 AD. Okay. Uh, and uh, what many people don't realize is that there were still sacrifices that did continue on right, uh, right up until that time, uh, not as systematically. Yes. Uh, and uh, when the Romans swept back in, this time under Emperor Hadrian, 
Right. They actually uh, uh, sold millions, many millions of Jews into slavery. In fact, the market was so glutted Mm. with Jewish slaves that uh, it actually cost you to get a slave. You know, really? Yeah, they lost their value altogether for a time there. Uh, wow. So that's how that's how bad it was, mm. uh, and mm. uh, and they end up raising what was left uh, right down to the ground. Yeah. Um, they they furrowed the ground, uh, and they they slaughtered unclean sacrifices, pigs mm. and so on, on the temple. On the temple, there. all yeah. right. Uh, and they dedicated it to Jupiter. Oh, that would have caused quite a disturbance there. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Mm. Um, But they wanted to just say, hey, look, this is no longer going to be holy ground for for, for Jews. Right. Uh, And the result was that, um, uh, likewise, Hadrian uh, instituted various different laws. And amongst those laws was essentially attempts to eradicate the Jewish religion. You could not study Torah. uh, You could not even look upon Jerusalem. Uh, Many rabbis, actually eminent rabbis, lost their lives Mm. uh, simply looking in that direction or or, or, uh, not uh, not um, uh, heeding uh, the wow. warning from the emperor and uh, were, were martyred uh, at that time as well. Uh, so this prohibition against looking at Jerusalem or entering any Jew entering Jerusalem, mm. um, the outlawing of Jewish religion, and in and amongst this as well yes. uh, was the outlawing of the seventh-day Sabbath. You know, wow. Hadrian was, was a clever emperor. He knew that if you're going to try and eradicate a huh. people and weaken a people and yes. ca- cause them to become dissolute uh, and uh, and simply scattered in this diaspora across uh, the empire and beyond it, right. that you had to make sure that their day that brought them together mm. was eradicated. Mm. So not mm. just mm. the place, yes. but the time that they wow. were gathered together as a people. So he mm. did his, his very best. And, and so as a result, you know, to destroy the Jewish people, as a result, it took 1,800 years. Wow. Before uh, Jews would be restored as a nation that we call Israel today. It's so a long time. It's a very mm. long time. Mm. So he was very successful in his attempts to destroy the Jewish people. Yes. Uh, but the result of that was that many Christians, yes. particularly in the nerve center of the empire, mm. uh, right under the nose of the emperor, right. uh, became very nervous because they said, oh, how are we going to distinguish ourselves from, exactly. from Jews? So that would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable because you know many Christians were considered to be Jews. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so the Christians of the time... Mm led most ostensibly by Justin Martyr, right. uh, who himself became a martyr a bit later on. Yes. Uh, he, he made a, a very big distinction between Christians and Jews. Right. And made, um, he, was, he was probably the best-known apologist of, for the second century amongst Christians. A- and he uh, attempted to deeply entrench this idea that Christians and Jews are very separate, they're very different. Yeah. Uh, and one way that we, we ought to show that we're different yeah. is we should worship on a different day. Wow. And so in Rome, in the yes. city of Rome, but also in Alexandria yes. around that same time, a city in Egypt, yes. in those two uh, large centers of the Roman Empire, uh-huh. Christians in those places began to worship on Sunday to show, hey, look, we're, we're not Jews. We're different. We're different. Mm. You know, mm. don't, don't come after us. Don't try to destroy us. Yes. Um, and so they felt the pressure and they, they really, uh, as a result of that, yeah. tried to fit in with Roman society and make major changes within the Christian faith. It's quite interesting because right what you're saying, even history testifies to this because in the fourth century we have uh, um, uh, Socrates Scholasticus, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, writing and saying, and I quote, For although almost all churches throughout the world celebrate the sacred mysteries of the Sabbath, uh, uh, for uh, although um, Oops, almost read the same sentence there. On uh, the Sabbath of every week, yet the Christians of Alexandria and at Rome 
on account of some ancient tradition, uh, uh, have ceased to do this. The Egyptians in the neighborhood of Alexandria and the inhabitants of uh, Thebias, I believe that's how you pronounce it, hold their religious assemblies on the Sabbath, but do not participate in the mysteries uh, in the manner uh, uh, usual among some Christians in general. Uh, and obviously we could continue there. That's quite interesting. It so, is, yeah. So, 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 so there were... Um, uh, a shift. There was a shift, I should say, mm. uh, and and this shift uh, from um, worshiping uh, on the Sabbath. The, today we call it Saturday. The seventh uh, day uh, of the week. The seventh day of the week to Sunday yeah. was was uh, you know an attempt to distinguish uh, uh, oneself from the group, um, the the Jewish group, yes. and and to say hey we are very different. And mm. so slowly, slowly then. Um, yeah, so it really came change, about as yeah. a result of. Well, let's let's go back a little ways. Right. Let, let's just remind ourselves that as a church, uh, look, Jesus and all the apostles yes. and all the early believers, they all worshipped on the Sabbath, that's on right. the seventh day Sabbath of the Bible. And so, uh, this is something that's been well explored the last three days yes. uh, in this week's broadcast. That's right. And again, I guess we'd encourage our listeners to go back and listen to those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but yes. You're right that uh, there was such fierce anti-Semitism, mm. uh, bitter hatred against yeah. Jews uh, uh, by Romans, uh, that Christians felt that at all costs, just about they had to separate certain Christians. That says yes. those, particularly in Rome. Can you yeah. imagine the pressure there? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, would be felt the importance to distinguish themselves. In fact, I've got a quote here from Justin Martyr who says okay. the Sabbath is a brand of infamy imposed by God upon the Jews to single them out for punishment huh. they so well deserved for their wickedness. You can hear oh, the bitter wow. hatredness, yeah, hatred that, that had actually risen up within the right, heart of right. Justin Martyr as mm. well. Um, and because, uh, you know, there had been some tensions there. Yes. Um, uh, he felt that he'd been persecuted by Jews at one stage. Okay. Uh, and so he, he actually... Uh, uh, I guess took this out yeah. <laughs> in in dis- dissociating himself and Christians uh, within Rome from uh, the Jewish faith, and so. Right. Um, but it's interesting in the process of doing that, uh-huh. he's actually denigrated the Sabbath right. as a gift from God, which mm. you've learned the last few days from the, from our Bible studies. Yes, but also uh, has uh, mischaracterized the very person and the character of God. Wow. You know, that God would impose the Sabbath to mm. punish rather mm. instead of being a gift of rest and of grace. Mm, yeah, so. that is, it's quite interesting. So usually um, when uh, well, one is pushed in the corner, they are mm. forced to come up with you know ways to actually defend themselves, free themselves, uh, and so forth. And, and it feels to me that as the Christians were being persecuted, as the uh, Jewish uh, community was becoming um, uh, 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 unfavorable, if that's a, that's even a word, uh, you know, to the rest of the society there, uh, these people felt like, hey, we need to go to extra lengths to actually distinguish ourselves. And but but my question now, forgive me if this is now a very big question and. If we are not able to even unpack it today. Hey, it's called big Q&A for a reason. <laughs> big Q&A, that's it. <laughs> but, but my question though, Pastor, is this. Yes. Uh, should we ever, uh, and obviously now I'm asking this so we can maybe find an mm. application for us mm. today as well. Uh, uh, should we ever compromise on a biblical truth? Um, when, you know, uh, uh, when, when we are forced or, or we find ourselves in a, um, uh, uh, in the very, uh, how can I pull this? You know, when you're putting the fires in, in the, the fires, okay, yeah, exactly. Yes, Should yeah. we? I mean, yeah. What what can one do, and 
How, how would you respond to that I convoluted think, word? I, I think <laughs> uh, really that, that history tells us uh-huh. the answer. Right. Because just as history has revealed how that uh, there was a, a change under great fire and pressure, right. not by the early church, yeah. the earliest church, not by okay. Christ or the apostles, but by by Justin Martyr and others. Yes. Uh, there in the, uh, you know, to coming towards the, the middle, third, uh, third to the mid part of the second century. Right. Um, but that compromise yes. did not save them. Mm. That compromise right. only emboldened those. Is that so? Oh, yeah, because when you think about it, uh, the, the Romans weren't stopped. They weren't inhibited. Right. Uh, later on, the Christians became the butt of every wow. Roman joke. Mm. Uh, the Christians were the ones who were persecuted relentlessly and, wow. and, and vociferously by, by, by the Roman state. Uh, and so w- whatever compromises they made, including this idea of changing um, the day that God had given. No one ah. has the right to do that. Yes. But, but uh, changing the day from Sabbath or the seventh day of the week to the first day of the week of, or Sunday, yes. <clears throat> the day of the sun, uh, doing that um, didn't save them from harm's, harm's way. Mm. Uh, it made them disloyal to Jesus, right, right. who'd given yes. them the day in the first place. That's correct. Um, but it also didn't save them from the attacks of their, their those who decided to be their enemies. And so <clears throat> it's it's fascinating to me that that sometimes we want to try and make compromises. We want to weaken a stance. Yeah. Um, we want to be so inclusive that we forget about what makes us exclusive. Mm. Yeah, we, yeah. we want to include uh, not just everyone, but every every wind and idea exactly. uh, into the Christian faith right. that. The very thing that we are saying, hey, look, this is so precious. Everyone should be involved in this. Everyone should have, uh, be blessed by this. Right. That very beautiful thing yes. is lost. Wow. Uh, and, and that certainly was true for the church in Rome. Yes. As it was uh, increasingly, not just for the church at Rome, but also at uh, Alexandria as well. And in fact, their, their distaste for, for or their, their attempt to show their distaste for the Sabbath was so strong. That guess, guess what they did? One uh-huh. thing that they did around the exact same time, in the 130s, 140s AD, right. was that the church in Rome instituted a weekly Sabbath fast. <laughs> in memory right. of the death of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so they saw that the Jews were delighting and rejoicing in the Sabbath, you know, which was a beautiful gift of God. Mm. And they said, you know what? Uh, we, 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 uh, we despise it so much that we're going to turn it into a, f- a fast day, a day of, of gloom and sadness. Wow. And, and so this was a fast though that lasted from noon Friday until 4 a.m. on Sunday. And then declared Sunday to be a feast day and the only day on which the Lord's Supper could be celebrated. So this is a second century edict of the Roman Church. Wow. And so it's, you know, it's not hard to imagine, is it, Fabiano, to no. the feeling in the pit of a believer's stomach at the very thought of Sabbath. You know, oh, I'm going to have to stop eating uh, for you know more than a day, for yeah. much longer. So a little wonder then, I really, over the course of the second and third centuries, that more and more Christians began to find Sunday their favorite day to worship mm. in Rome. Yeah, um, yeah. But as you pointed out before, uh, with Scholasticus, yes. uh, also Sozomen in the 5th century, yes. uh, still by that stage, yes. most Christians everywhere yes. uh, within the empire and certainly beyond the walls of the empire right. uh, were continuing to worship on the seventh-day Sabbath as opposed to Sunday. That's quite amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's quite interesting because I can see how maybe uh, they probably thought that hey, if we if if we worship on Sunday, it might make us uh, 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 I mean friends with uh, the, uh, the 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 Romans, big, so the they, big hitters, the power players, because they're already worshiping yes. you know their gods uh, on mm. Sunday. But that's quite interesting. Yes. Just gonna take a short break uh, while we are on this, and but please don't go anywhere because today we are we are in for 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 uh, 
for a treat. So just please uh, give us a few seconds. Let's quickly take a, a short break. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now, friends, I just wanted to make sure that you do not uh, forget that we have that free giveaway. It is the book When God Said Remember by Mark Finley. I'll let you know how to get that shortly. Positively different, Faith FM. Welcome back. This is Faith FM, the Draft Time program with Fabiano and Pastor Hugh here in the studios. The theme for this week has been, you are not a robot. The question, however, for today is Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen? And does it really matter anyway? So, Pastor Hugh, does it really matter? Maybe maybe we'll come to that a little bit later. Because you had just uh, uh, um, unpacked something to do with uh, how uh, maybe Sunday would have been I guess now the popular, uh, the more, lack for a better word, maybe the best day now to worship because the previous day you would have been fasting and, yeah, you know, well, so. Especially if you're a little Roman boy in, in Rome. Exactly. You know, with your stomach growling. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's right. But, but let's face it, um, it, the, the changes that were instituted in Rome and in Alexandria and a little bit here and there elsewhere, uh, did not take off to, okay. the, to the degree that, uh, that those innovators, uh, innovation is not always our friend. It should be, but not <laughs> always. Uh, who were trying to make a change where it didn't belong. That uh, that despite that, it hadn't really taken off, and most Christians rejected it because mm-hmm. they wanted to be faithful to the Bible. They wanted to be faithful to Jesus. Yes, and, and so they continued to worship on the seventh day Sabbath. But it really wasn't until the fourth century that things really started to get a roll on within okay. the Roman Empire towards uh, Christians being more widely accepted right. institutionally and governmentally, uh, but also uh, that the change from Sabbath to Sunday right. became official okay. uh, by official Roman decrees. Oh. Uh, and in fact, uh, wow, a all, decree. Yeah, well, wow. it came about really because uh, mm. uh, the emperor Constantine. Yes, um, he gave up persecuting Christians. He's right. he's uh, uh, father to a lesser extent. Certainly, uh, other emperors like Diocletian and others before him had, had yes. attempted to destroy Christians and stamp them out altogether. Right. Um, he decided, well, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Join them. Right. <laughs> That's a- right. And furthermore, he saw he was a very savvy politician. He yes. realized that you've got the barbarians beating at the door. Uh-huh. The empire's become somewhat weakened by this yeah. stage uh, uh, and after his time it would increasingly become weakened mm. uh, and you've got a divided empire because despite their, their their efforts to destroy Christians Christians had continued to flourish and so wow. by this stage pagans and Christians were almost at the same kind of numbers mm. worshipping uh, on the same day uh, well no, no not no, really no actually okay. uh, in Rome yes oh, okay in Alexandria yes uh, well, that's else, what I had in mind anyway yeah, yes but but elsewhere no 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 and, okay. and so because the answer was no, that, okay. that most Christians weren't worshipping on Sunday. They were continuing right. to worship on Sabbath. He felt the need then to institute a decree right. to change right. the day. So he said, look, yes. I'm, I'm becoming a Christian now <laughs> as the emperor. Uh, I'm going to unite my empire together uh, against uh, the outside world. Right. And at the same moment, I'm also going to popularize Christianity to pagans. Sounds so cynical. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also going to, uh, to, to, to make the status, yeah, the status that Christians will receive right. within the empire, uh, help to make changes within Christianity palatable. Mm. So, so what he did was he said, well, I'm going to institute Sunday, the day of the sun, S-U-N, yes. Yes. because sun worship was the preeminent worship at that time amongst, right. amongst pagans. Um, and so his brilliant solution was to decree on the, on March the 7th, 7th, yes. 321 AD, that the venerable day of the sun, Sunday, uh, was to be observed by Christians, in fact, by everyone across the empire. It was a day upon which no work was to be done. 
Wow. Uh, and he made it the official day of worship throughout the empire for Christian and pagan alike. And this is what he said. He uh-huh. said, uh, uh, sorry, no, actually, no, I, I did have it there, uh, but in the interest of time, uh, let me f- flick forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. But basically what he was saying was that, that uh, workshops in the cities should cease, uh, labor should cease across the cities. Uh, there was some dispensation for those in the country to keep on their agricultural work. Okay. Uh, but gradually that was inhibited as well by 325 wow. and by 340 as well. Uh, in fact, in 340 at the Council of Laodicea emboldened mm. by the changes that he'd instituted and which had become okay. standardized across the empire, um, the, the council, the church council at Laodicea said, Christians shall not Judaize. <laughs> Don't become like the Jews. Yeah, wow. So again, yeah. distinguishing themselves from yeah, Jews yeah. and be idle on Sabbath, uh, but wow. shall work on that day. So now it no longer was a case of, hey, rest from work on Sunday. Now it was a case of saying, hey, work on Sabbath. Oh, You're not allowed oh, to wow. rest on Sabbath anymore. Yes. Um, and so it was from that point on that, uh, that uh, increasingly not wanting to be seen as Jews, yeah. many Christians across the empire began to worship on Sunday. But wow. even so... The first, the truly first Christian nation, yes. Armenia. Yes. You still see a statue of the first Christian king of Armenia right. uh, there at the at uh, at St. Peter's okay. in Rome. The first yes. statue you see as you walk into St. Peter's. That's in, quite in, interesting. In the line. Yes. Um, what's not said there in this bastion of Sunday worship uh-huh. is that he was worshiping on Sabbath. And wow. his nation worships on Sabbath, and mm. gradually that that change to Sunday came about under the influence of of the Roman Church. That's quite um, interesting. And and likewise, uh, also places like uh, Ghana, yes. uh, other parts, Ethiopia, of, yeah, Ethiopia, um, so West Africa oh, as well as East so Africa. Many. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, these places continued uh, to worship on Sabbath, even in Picards in Bohemia, Pasangini in Italy. All around, pretty much. Well, this is true. In yeah. fact, uh, right across uh, wherever Christianity had gone prior right. to uh, the the Church of Rome uh, exporting Sunday worship outside yes. of the Roman Empire, up until then, uh, or, or whenever it would come across Christian groups, it would say, <laughs> well, hey, look, the day of worship now is Sunday. <laughs> but what they were encountering was uh, Christians who were continuing to worship on yeah. Sabbath. I'll give an example from uh, from from Western Europe. So, for example, with the the Celtic Church, right. the Celtic Church was separate to the Church at Rome. Right. Uh, and it's really interesting to me that uh, if you go into the British Isles today, yes, uh, you'll find, uh, for example, the world famous monastery on the island of uh, Isle of Iona, uh, or also on the island of Lindisfarne. There's another one there as well. These were centres. For missionaries, Celtic missionaries, to spread it across the British Isles and further afield, uh, and all of these missionaries and the and Celtic Christians were worshiping on Sabbath, mm. uh, and particularly, uh, particularly in Scotland. Right. Uh, and what's really remarkable about these uh, these missionaries was that wherever they went, they shared the freedom. They can only come through the cross of Christ, yes. believing the word of God, not tradition, uh-huh. uh, and the free gift of God's seventh day Sabbath. Wow. Uh, and in fact. The Celtic Church was radically different to the church in Rome huh. because it didn't worship on Sunday. It worshiped on Saturday or the seventh day, really, the Sabbath day. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, uh, it wasn't until the 8th century that the uh, the kingdom of Northumberland accepted the political and religious authority of the Roman Church and it also accepted Sunday worship. Wow. Uh, in fact, uh, as a result of that, the Celtic Christians said, we don't want to have a, a war between Christians here. Uh-huh. So they simply retreated into Scotland. Right. Uh, and continued to worship on the Sabbath. And uh, so they continued quite happily doing that until the 11th century. Interesting. When uh, Queen Margaret 
Um, she uh, and her father fled from England. They tried to contest the throne there, and they they uh, took the throne uh, there in Scotland. Her son, King David I, followed in her lead as well when he took the throne, and they instituted Sunday worship. And but it was resisted, and it really wasn't until the 13th century that most Christians in Scotland began to worship. On Sunday. Sorry, sorry, Pastor Hugh. There might be people also on the edge of their seat thinking, okay, so you did mention that book, which will take us further. Uh, I just wanted to give them the code word so they can text it in. Uh, and as we continue listening to this wonderful truth, the code word which you need is SA110. SA, as in the abbreviated uh, uh, SA for South Australia, SA, and then 110. SA110, if you send that to us, the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your necessary details, and we'll make sure that we get that to you. So, yes, please take it away, and please don't forget, uh, Pastor Hugh, we want to know, does it really matter as well? Mm. Well, the short answer to that is, does it matter to God? And if the answer mm. is yes, it should matter to us. Amen. And, and so the Seventh-day Sabbath was instituted by God. It's still relevant today. The Bible, as we've learned the last few days, declares yes. that uh, in the future, in the new earth, the new right. heaven and the new earth, that we'll worship from one Sabbath to another. Amazing. Uh, and that the Sabbath will take center stage in the last days before Christ's return. So we don't have time mm. to go into that today. That's already That's been right. looked at previously in, in yes. other broadcasts. Yes. But uh, – uh, suffice to say, if it matters to God, it should matter to me. If it matters Amen. to the one who died to save me for all eternity, yes. it should also matter to me. Now, for me personally, uh, it matters a lot because uh, you know, Jesus died to save me. Uh, it's a day that uh, I can rest with God. I'm blessed in my relationship with God. It's, like a, it's like a refuge for me yes. uh, from the pressures of, of life from day to day. <clears throat> to take that time out with God and have this rendezvous for him and for myself and for all all those uh, who who join yeah. he and I on that day. And, that's of course, right. that's an ever-increasing number of people who are enjoying worshiping God on that day. Millions of people, tens mm. of millions of people around the world yeah. uh, worship on this day uh, each and every seventh-day Sabbath. What, what about yourself, Fabio? Why is the Sabbath so important to you? Well, for me, uh, I'm reminded of what Scripture says in Ezekiel 20, verse 12. Really, it's about our identity in Christ because this was the gift that God gave to mankind, the first day of uh, race, really. And um, for me, uh, it, it, matters, it matters so much because uh, it is that time where I get to connect with God, and it is that time that uh, uh, that God has set aside for me and Him to uh, uh, to really um, uh, reconnect, worship. You know, throughout the week you are busy, but that day is actually a special, a special time. And interestingly, my internal clock, <laughs> you know, once it gets to that time, it really tells me it's a time to rest. And seeing that. Um, even the Son of God, Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, as his custom was, went to church on Sabbath. For me, that is the reason. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you, friends. Tomorrow, please join uh, Nick and Tracy as they ask the question, in a non-stop world, is Sabbath possible? Thank you for joining us. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for the beautiful gift of the Sabbath. Though we see that the enemy has tried to stamp it out through many reforms and many uh, things. And Lord, we just pray that you may help us to follow, th- to follow the narrow way, the way of the truth, the way of the Bible. Help us as we rediscover the Sabbath, as we, as, as we can see through our history that faithful men and women remain true to the Bible and what the Bible teaches about this beautiful gift of the Sabbath. Help us to continue in it. And if we ha- and if there's people who have not yet accepted it, we pray that you may give them that clarity so they may accept it and rest according to the commandment. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.